0: Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Streaming Absolutes. Um, first, I want to make apologies up front. We, we tried to have Howard on last week, and I've had a bunch of computer problems. Um, the sting of this is that I was a Microsoft employee for 50, 15 years. So whenever Windows gives trouble, um, I feel it at a, at a deeper level. Uh, but we're very happy that um, Howard conceded to come back on the show uh, this week. So we're going to visit with him. Um, I want to remind folks, if you're digging what we're doing here, um, where we're trying to personalize these artists and show them, uh, in a way that can broaden the audience and, and, um, bring this kind of music to more listeners, um, then go ahead and give us a follow or subscribe. It just helps us continue to be able to book these, uh, kinds of class A artists onto the show and, and talk to them about their music. Um, so with that, let me just say a little bit about Howard before we bring him on, um, So roughly 1997 is when I began to track Howard's career. Um, Many of you who are his fans will know the first band that we really became aware of was Blood Has Been Shed. Um, Everybody knows, of course, uh, his tour of duty with Killswitch and Gage. Um, Went on in the band Now Light the Torch. In my reading, I found that while Devil Devil You Know was the, the band and that a lot of those members went on, there was a pretty clean break there. So there's a real distinction in how they think about the group Light the Torch, um, and we'll spend a lot of time on Light the Torch today. Um, And then, uh, real recently, there was a single called, uh, entitled The Blade with Jared Dines, which is super cool. Um, If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Um, Just a couple of bon mots for this man. Um, Work that he did with Killswitch um, charted with uh, The End of Heartache on Billboard at number one. That was a gold record. The End of Heartache was also a Resident Evil Apocalypse um, uh, sort of main single, so for folks who are especially on Twitch, who are fans of the franchise and the game, that's kind of a cool tie there. Um, they they were uh, nominated for a Grammy for um, best metal performance with that with that cut. Um, they had another gold record with "As Daylight Dies," again a Billboard charting hit 32. Um, their their second self-titled album hit, debuted at number seven. Um, uh, they had another tie-in, a uh, cool game tie-in with God of War, Blood, blood and uh, Metal. So the point I'm making is that in addition to all the passion and, and you know, sort of authentic music we're going to talk to Howard about, there's been a lot of recognition for the work, and I think that, that um, that's, worth, that's worth saying before we, we get to the rest of the stuff. Um, so with that as my preamble, I'm going to go ahead and bring the man on, and we will get underway. Howard, Welcome.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good. How, how are you faring in this whole pandemic craziness?
1: Was oh, doing okay until I heard all that stuff. I'm like, Man, <laughs> I didn't think about all that.
0: Yeah, that's not your job. Uh, it's our job to think no. about that. But yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: That wow. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a there's a lot there when you think about it. But yeah, I just
0: it's you know what it yeah. says to me is it says it kind of says. uh, that you live so much forward, you know, to the, to the new music and, and your evolving journey, you know, you're not always looking back, but when, but when you pause it long enough to do it, my friend, it's really impressive um, what you've accomplished um, with your music. So I I wanted to be sure we got on the record.
1: (laughs) I, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I'm always kind of looking at what's next. I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing sometimes, but that's just me. It's like, oh, this was great, right? Now what? Yeah, that's that's just how I am. But doesn't mean I'm not grateful for everything that's happened. It's just wow. At times, I like, oh yeah, I forgot about that God of War thing. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. the Mm -hmm. yeah that uh Resident Evil. uh, I think we're we're on the Jason versus Freddy soundtrack. Uh, Yeah, there was others. a lot of stuff, yeah.
0: There was others. I I tried to trim it so we could spend more time with you. It just kind of hit a few of the peaks, but um, there's yeah, a I lot of... Kind of. I was just kind of like, whoa! I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, well, I um I think the the fans like the fact. I mean, there's definitely I was having this conversation with another big metalcore artist the other day. There's there's certainly fans that came into that style, and I don't. I'm, I actually am not one that would suggest that that's the all of the kind of music you make, but certainly you're identified with it to a degree. Um, but but there is some some desire with some fans to um, w- from nostalgia to go back to some of the first albums that introduced them because it was such a fresh like new sound. But the thing that um, I don't know that all fans are like me, but that I love about acts I love is that they're continuing to evolve and to do new things. Um, And so I not that I don't go back from nostalgia's sake to other records, um, but like my ending point that I'll just tell you now that I hope to build to across all this crazy questioning I have for you is I think that the work you're doing now is the best work you've ever done Um, vocally. Uh, and I, i have some examples of that when we get to it, but I, um, so I, and, and I'm a, I'm a vocalist myself. So I have a, a kind of a deeper appreciation for what you do, I think. Um, and so I want to talk about that, but before we get to all the crazy music stuff, um, I wanted to just to, I wanted to kind of help people know a little bit more about Howard, the man. So I, I understand you're an avid fisherman. Is that still a true
1: thing? I, I, yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I haven't got to do as much of it lately, just because I've I've stayed pretty busy.
0: Yeah,
1: I think this pan uh, during the pandemic, and I uh, I really didn't relax. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended up working a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't expect to fly as much as I did during that, or uh, record as much as I did. But yeah, I do like fishing. So um, when you just I get, don't get to
0: do it as much I, as you'd yeah, like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I just haven't recently. But literally, is talking about it with a friend of mine today, and uh, we're plotting a little, uh, a little trip to see what these bass are up to.
0: Okay, so are uh, are you the kind of guy that any kind of fishing, or do you have like favorites, like trolling or bait and sinker? Yeah, you know, I don't mind trolling.
1: I I love I love. Uh, I love just about any type. I'm just not good at fly fishing, but oh. I love saltwater, freshwater, any of that. Just, yeah, it's, I think I answered this best. It was probably a week ago. Someone said, what do you like about fishing? And I said, there's no drums. Yeah, so <laughs> That's why I like fishing. <laughs> I don't hear a bunch of noise. That's and the thing scare. is I love the noise, but I have to get away from it. Sometimes yeah. you got to take a breather. So yeah, fishing is, this
0: fun yeah i um the reason i asked about it is because i grew up on a lake my dad was the one who was we were in our boat in our fishing spot before it got light in the sky um Mm -hmm. so i i understand the the sort of and it's so quiet and tranquil it makes a lot of sense to me um yeah i i think i read you've got some um some property in uh north manitoba is that for fishing or is that just for getaway
1: Oh it yeah, sort of a fishing slash getaway slash uh, yeah, um kind of is quiet. Yeah. And, and <laughs> no drummers. <just laughs> it. Yeah, it's you know, not that I'm like, not that there's a particular drummer <laughs> or anything like that. It's just, you know it's so loud. <laughs> so yeah, up there is really quiet and I out of place is just jump out the door and right to the water so i can just sit really on the cool. dock and fish, or you know hop in the boat and fish so yeah and i i like being up before the sun's up so yeah i enjoy that
0: it, it the reason that that particular note hit me when i read it is when i was a boy my dad took a trip to northern saskatchewan and he came back with a tw- 22 pound northern pike that was the biggest fish mm-hmm. i'd ever seen but with teeth like a shark it was crazy oh um, yeah
1: oh yeah i've i've grabbed a few decent sized ones uh don't know if I've caught a 22 I think I caught a 44 inch one though it what was the, it, ice fishing
0: oh really wow yeah, yeah yeah um yeah that was the only fish my mom fact, never...
1: go ahead my manager was there with me oh was he <laughs> so I was oh yeah, yeah I was proof. chasing him around <laughs> the ice with a huge pike
0: <laughs> oh, it was man. weird
1: because he was like hey do you need a hand and I'm like I don't think you want any of this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, they, uh, I, my dad told me he was sore by the time he got that thing landed. It had fought so yeah. long. So, well, that's super cool, man. I hope you get a chance to get away. Uh, you know, sometime soon and enjoy the peace. Oh yeah, it's coming. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and I, then I read that you sometimes when you're out there, you'll just listen to podcasts. Any really cool podcasts you've been listening to that you dig?
1: Uh, just. Pretty much anything that just catches my interest. I I do like history podcasts. I I like uh, any kind of humorous stuff. Uh, your mom's house is hilarious. Yeah. You know? So I, I'll pretty much listen to just anything that passes the time or kind of pulls me away from music because I get obsessed and I won't leave it alone. So I have to find stuff that so like I said, getting away from it and listening to this stuff, it, it helps keep me from just being 24-7 in this because that's not good for me.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, um, on a slightly more serious note, I, I read that you have had in the past some some intersection with diabetes. Is that, is that something that I think I read that that's not an issue for you anymore? Is there something you did with diet or exercise to kind of like work past that?
1: i'm just i'm actually just kind of hyperactive for the most part yeah. me sitting still is weird so um yeah it yeah i haven't had to deal with insulin or anything like that and it's probably been five or six years oh that's good um so yeah I, I it's not like i had a particular plan or anything like that i just i just started remembering how much I like being outdoors and moving around. And so that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I we, move around a lot.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> uh, that's it, surprising given what your performance is. <laughs> you yeah. <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to talk. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but before we get there, <clears throat> um, something you did that I thought was um, really, really cool is you did a collaboration um, with, kill switch on the signal fire that sort of addressed it was kind of a thing in behalf of, of uh, mental health. And I think that uh, I think we're getting past a place where that seems like a thing people don't talk about. And I don't, I don't need you to go into any of your own stuff. That's not my purpose. I, I but I wondered like when you, when you um, got together with kill switch to do that track, which is killer track in its own right, was, was that the idea or did you guys think that, Hey, let's get together and just kind of light the fire one more time and that, that just became a natural topic as a consequence of you, you know, wanting to do something.
1: Uh, um, basically, they came to, they were playing a show in Kansas, and I was up there at the time, and Adam got a hold of me. He's like, hey, you want to come hang out? So, sure, came, hang out. You know, we hung out of the show, and after the show, and uh, you know, just nobody knew I was there. I just came and hung out, and and that was like the first time we had all just kind of really been in the same place and took some time and hung out. So got to talk with Jesse for a while and then got to hang out with the guys. And so we we're just sitting on the bus, just having a good time. And, and that's kind of when we just started all talking again. You know, yeah. we like Adam and I, and you know, Joel and I, and Justin and I, we, you know we always kept in touch. But this was like the first time we were all in one place for a while. Yeah. and so just hung out and and um it might have been I, I don't remember if the song had got mentioned during that during that uh hangout or not but anyway um yeah jesse got a hold of me it was like hey man got a song love for you to sing on it think you can do it it's my schedule when do you need me <laughs> tomorrow see you then so i flew cross-country recorded and man, that was Adam, you know, hung out a bit. Adam and I went to dinner. There you go. <laughs> it, it, that's how it worked out. You know, so it's just like, hey, they asked, I'll show up.
0: Yeah. Well, it, uh, it's a cool track, like I say, all in its own right. And um, some of the stated intention for it in terms of, um, you know, kind of a, I don't know, clarion call for, for folks who, who may be um, suffering or whose lives touch somehow uh, mental health concerns I think uh, a cool add to the the music by itself um, okay now, now I want to talk about your voice uh, so you you have a, a a unique voice in that you are able to do the really really aggressive stuff um, like a lot of guys do but you're also able to do a really really clean powerful um Tone that's got a lot of range, which a lot of guys do, but there's very few that do both really well. So you kind of, in my mind, you sit in a unique class of vocalists. It's not that, you know, the gre- the aggressive vocalists don't sometimes di- do clean, but um, I can't even I can't even think of another singer who has the same kind of um, rich strength and and range that you have um, when they've de- when they decide not to do the, you know, the aggressive stuff. So it made me wonder um, earlier in your career. It, it seems like you did more of the aggressive stuff. And I wanted to know how you decided to kind of approach vocals with that. We'll get to some of the other stuff in a minute, but how you began on this journey where you were, you know, it's just, um, it's so aggressive is a bad word, but it's got that sort of growl to it. And it's, and it's, um, it's like comes up from some deep place. I don't know, but i, I it, was that a choice or is, was this just a, in fashion? How did you come by that approach?
1: Yeah, uh wow, it's a good question and <laughs> a very uncomfortable one. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about me is never fun. <laughs> um and I mean I started doing folks. I got asked to be in a band, I tried it and just kind of started. Yeah. Just started yelling and singing. And I don't know, it's just what I've always done. I've just came natural. Every band that from my first band, I was Maybe not screaming as harshly because I hadn't really done it, but I was, I started yelling and singing just right from the start of being in a band. Yeah. Um, and then just being in uh, bands in the, like the late 90s, or the, you call it whatever you want, metalcore, all that. I don't know. I just, um, I was in a band that was very heavy and I screamed a lot, but I would still. I'd still sing a song there, even with a like with Shed, There was almost always a song where I sang most of it or all of it, and yeah, I don't know, it's just something I've always played with. I don't know if I really thought a whole lot about it until, like with "Light the Torch," so it was like we purposely were like okay, we want to distinguish this from what we were just doing. Let's make this more melody driven
0: i was going to ask that very question because it feels like a, a conscious choice um yeah on the the most recent stuff um and, yeah. I, and this goes to the comment i made before and this might be a, a bias of mine because but as much as i like the the growls and, and the screams and stuff and i certainly have their place and i know that doesn't mean you're not going to do more of that the the most recent stuff i think is your best work man um, melodically, hooks. There's just a, a strength to it um, that I think is really compelling, and it, which leads me to my next question, and that is, um, uh, I watch a lot of vocalists, and a lot of them there's there's passion in all these guys, um, and they're all good in different ways and different reasons. But when I watch you, one of the things I really love is it always looks really authentic, like meaning meaning uh, I feel like I'm getting to see Howard Jones bury his soul a little bit. When he's doing this, and I'm not suggesting everything you write is, you know, uh, autobiographical, but I'm just wondering, like, is it? Are you just channeling emotion? Like, is there? Is I'm kind of wondering where this authenticity comes from because it's, um, it's unique. I, th- I think it's one of the reasons people re- um relate to you so well when you sing.
1: Um. Wow. Uh, I appreciate that. And. It's- once again, very uncomfortable. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry, I'm not trying to do that. I don't know.
1: I, I don't. I think music to me. I, I love when music has a feel and and when it emotes yeah. and uh, and to me, it's like this is an aggressive genre of music if you want to call it that, but. I love being able to express so many different types of emotions in a song, you know, just whether it's uh, sadness or anger or exasperation, it's just, I, I like it when you can feel what a song is. It's just, it conveys an emotion. So I, I try to put that into what I do. That's, that's probably the best way to describe it without, you know, making it some ethereal <laughs> explanation or, you know, just yeah. uh, and,
0: too much psychoanalysis. And, you know, a, yeah. I,
1: I don't want to do, it's just, yeah, I, I'm really trying to convey what, what I'm feeling so that you feel it. That's
0: it comes across. I try. It comes across, man. I mean, every time I watch a great vocalist, you can, you know, they're all, they're pros and they're, they're investing it with, with, Emotion, whether it's anger or, or grief or whatever, there's just, um, I just wanted to be sure I said, when I've, I've watched a bunch of your, your music or in preparation for our conversation today, and, um, when I look into your face, I, there's a little bit different feeling like, you know, you're communicating something, um, of yourself. And so whether that means you experience those things or you're just tapping into the emotions, um, it's really, it's really great for the listeners. Um, I'll just kind of leave it there. And especially when we get to see you live. Um, oh, I, I appreciate that. and it's, it's, I try. It sounds like um, you're all self-taught. This is all just you learning on your own or have you done anything formal at all? No, it's
1: pretty much just me. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I've, I've been asked that stuff in some interviews and I've heard lots of stuff and you know, wait, wait. I'm classically trained. <laughs> when did, when did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> It's like, did, did I suddenly miss years of life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just me. I was in choir a bit in high school and sang a little bit in choir when I was at church, when I was a kid. But um, other than that, it's just, that's kind of the thing about being in hardcore bands and metal bands and the underground is just trial by error yeah. it's just play a lot so yeah when whenever you whenever we had shows you just went for it they were some of them were great some of them were terrible but you just never turned down anything that, that was kind of where you you know yeah. It's where you uh kind of it's the proving ground, I guess. So playing in basements and garages and VFWs and, and backyards and all I've done all that. Yeah. And but that's I think that's how I learned was just on the job training.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think the reason you get the um the comments that you know he must certainly have done some training is is you have uh you have this. Um, roundness and this fullness in your voice that's a, a commonly associated with people who've done some classical training. Um, so you're just coming by that naturally. And then of course, when you're not, when you're not doing the more screaming stuff and you're, you're leaning into your clean tone, it just kind of, it, 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 um, it is more suggestive of that, but it doesn't surprise me, you know, given all of the sort of trial by fire you had that um, you have the strength in the voice that you do. Um, now that you're like these years down the road, is there anything you do to like try and keep the voice in shape, like whether it's practice or warm up, or it, it isn't that just not part of your regimen?
1: It should be, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for like my peace of mind, or I tend to not do that. Yeah. Um, it it, it mm-hmm. helps and there's times i've done a little bit of warming up uh like in the studio or maybe a little bit before but 99 percent of the time i don't and where it should be it should be you know transposed i should 99 percent of the time i should be warming up and then maybe once you know one percent i don't but
0: man, it's well it's working for you man i mean it, it uh, if you're able to go out and tour with the approach that's working for you, then more power to you. Um, I think it's, you know, who's to say what's the, the right way. So,
1: yeah, I, 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 it's, it's just, it, you shouldn't do that. It is not, it's not professional. I'm not condoning this whatsoever. The thing is it is something I think I am going to maybe try to approach a bit. And
0: I couldn't do it. And, uh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I, I, I have to warm up.
1: I don't enjoy it. I, I just don't. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not fun. It's like what? Yeah, it's like, well, why am I just tiring my voice out when I'm going to do that later? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's always been my thought. But um, it's something that I may approach at least lightly and see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start talking about the music itself. Um, I want to hit on some of the earlier bands before we get to light the torch. So with um blood has been shed, um, when you look back now, how do you regard that period of your career just at a high level? Is it is it I look back at it, um fun? Yeah. yeah.
1: And um yeah, it's really the first time being in front of people in a in a very intimate way like that. I mean, and all the incarnations of us up to Blood's been shed.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's, that's where you first really start learning how to uh, yell and sweat in front of people. Yeah. And so yeah, that it was just a learning ground. That's, you know, where you first start trying to figure out how to write songs. And, and, and then you, if you look back on it, you, go, you realize how bad you were at it <laughs> but there's a there was a purity in what we were doing we we just wanted to convey we just wanted to convey what we were thinking and feeling in heavy music so yeah there was no agenda there was no motive it was just let's go make lots of noise so, so yeah it, that's what it was i i love that part of it
0: yeah is there, is there any part of it that you're glad you've left behind?
1: Um, no, I don't think of it that way. It's just, you know, everything evolves. You yeah. know? So I don't look back on any of that. as like bad or uh, it's a good time. Yeah. You know? um, and it's part of how I learned to do what I do.
0: So um, I'm sure this has been documented, but it, um, maybe you can give us the, the 11 second, like, how did you how did you make the leap to kill switch was there an open audition i i honestly it's something i should know and i just don't Uh,
1: um yeah uh jesse left i'd heard from a couple different people including uh carl severson who worked for roadrunner but also ran ferret records and then it's like yeah uh, uh jesse left um he's like man you know i think uh I think you could do this. I think this would be a good fit for you. And so then I said, huh. I guess I could give it a shot. I mean, uh, I didn't know where it would go. I wasn't that forward thinking. It was more of just like, you oh, it a shot, see what happens. You know, I would, was doing stuff, but not a ton. It, it, we had slowed down quite a bit just at that time being. There was just a lot going on. So we weren't really doing a whole lot. And so I believe I talked to Mike D., and it's like, yeah, we've been holding auditions in New York, but you want to just come to mass and uh, we can hang out and we can do it. So came, uh, we recorded a couple songs. Then I came back, I think a day or two later, did a couple songs. And we went and grabbed something to eat. And as I was driving home, they were like, Hey, you want to, you want the job? And I said, sure. Can you learn a set in a week? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and next thing you know, learn a set and off we went.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, kind of a rock star moment there.
1: Um, it, it was interesting. I didn't expect all this.
0: The, um, you know, they had already, of course, started to establish themselves. They had a following. Um, I think we kind of documented up front how much that grew and how much success Uh, the group had once you joined Um, but how did how did you sort of insert yourself into the writing process or did you Um, because I I suspect they already kind of had a rhythm for how they created the music when you joined the band
1: Um, I don't know I do remember just um, starting to write and you know just like wow I don't know where I'm going with this what do I want to do and what we had I had written lyrics um, I think like when uh, when Darkness Falls came out and for some reason that song just kind of fit some lyrics I had written in Germany and so that so that song was that but then you know and that was just like a was that for a movie? Yeah I think it was for one of those movies and so then it was getting put on the album so we're writing in you know, a heartache and I just start getting demos and I'm like wow I don't know what to do and and so I was talking with Adam and just like hey man uh you're in the band now It's your band your music said, that's like, really um, cool and so yeah he's like so write what you feel and and i just remember like in the heartache, i was like this song's kind of pushing it man it's <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> it's um it's kind of emotional you know there's you know it is what it is it's kind of a love song and he was like really like yeah I don't know if the guys are going to like this like it's uh it's a bit much (laughs) so he heard and he said wow you weren't kidding he's like I think they'll like it like really everyone liked it so uh, it worked out and so it was just really taking a shot and with writing something along that line because you know I kind of that's kind of how I write I guess and they gave me the freedom to write that way. So it, it was, it was nice. They just yeah. accepted what I was doing. And, you know, if there was a problem with something that I write, they say, Hey, you know, it's just, everyone has say, yeah. so it was nice. It worked yeah. out.
0: That's really cool to hear. Cause um, that's not always the case. Um, so it's, uh, it, and it sounds like you, you continue to have really good rapport with all the guys. Is that, true even still to today i mean I, I see stuff about um you and and um jesse uh still being friends are you are you guys all still simpatico oh
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. um that was kind of the bummer with um, the pandemic kind of ending the kill switch tour you know that we were only two days in with august burns red and kill switch and uh it was just a bummer to walk away from that, but yeah, we, we all still keep in touch and and I mean, never stop being friends. I, I just didn't know how to, uh, you know, ask for help or, you know, listen or, you know,
0: not be stubborn, you know, that sort of stuff, (laughs) you know?
1: So yeah, everything worked out for the best, but yeah, we all still keep in contact all the time. So it's, it's cool.
0: That is cool, um, yeah. And that, that when I re- referenced earlier that I'd been talking to a metalcore group that talks about how some of their fans are come forward from them with nostalgia from the first records. It was August Burns Red. I was talking to Brent Rambler the other day. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about light the torch. Um, okay. I've got a question. So, so first of all, um, do you do you kind of uh, do most of the lyric writing, or is that more of a shared responsibility with the group?
1: No, that was all
0: me. It's all you. So here's my yeah. question. Oh, by the, yeah, I've got a funny story later. Um, when I'm going through a bunch of the work, you know, there, there's um, tracks like The God I Deserve and The Great Divide where the the, um, the music video has got a bunch of cemetery imagery um, for the Dead and Broken, Judas Convention. So there's there's a significant amount of material that you're addressing that's got not necessarily religious um Uh, undertones but there's certainly there's something about a struggle against despair or a kind of darkness that's made um where the you know that makes the light shine brighter i'm trying to articulate it in a way it's it's um it's not angst to me in the way that a lot of either even other metalcore bands can be angst it's more like defiance against darkness and that could be like a a listener bias, but I'm kind of there's enough of this that I'm wondering if there's if it's coming from someplace in you, if you're trying to address something not from a psychoanalytical. It could just be like emotion or experience.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm kind of fascinated with uh, darkness and light in people and myself. Yeah, you know, just uh, just that that whole dichotomy is just interesting to me how it's like uh, how something that, or someone that can bring you so much pleasure can also be an absolute source of misery and so like I'm fascinated by that on every spectrum you know um, just every sort of relationship every sort of action that sort of thing, it just covers a lot yeah. and it's yeah, it's not like, a, it's not like I did that on purpose, but the more I've written or the other, I realized, so I'm like, oh, I think I'm fascinated by the human condition of, uh, uh-huh. of, you know, just how we can do the things we do. So, yeah, yeah for me, that's, that's always the struggle, like to, uh, I always question it, and it's like, did I do the right thing? So for me, it's that's a question I ask in in a lot of lyrics. I think.
0: Yeah, I um, well maybe maybe it's just striking a chord with me. Um, I in this, I've been fascinated with that whole idea of that I think is partly what you're talking about of the duality of man, the, the whole Jekyll and Hyde. There's people who they do so much good and they're great people, but they mm. sometimes will do a thing and it's a head scratcher. Um, and how do you reconcile those? being the same person sometimes. Um, yeah. Anyway, you do a good job of, of articulating that struggle. Um, so I, you know, another, another, like for folks who are listening to us today or who catch catch us on the podcast or uh, VOD later, if you haven't heard, um, Howard particularly in, uh, with light, the torch, really, I can't commend it enough. You should go and check it out. Um, we'll get to some, their, their forthcoming release here in a minute, but, um, and it, what it'll do is it'll lead you back to all of his work. Um, but um, I'm saying that I think that, like, if you start more recently, um, you're starting with um, some of his best work. That's an opinion, but that's my opinion. Um, yeah, no, that's, by the way, it, that's, but, uh, that's not to marginalize.
1: Yeah, I just don't know what to say. That's... No, no, that's a comment. <laughs>
0: it's not like, I, I, and, you know, that's not to marginalize everything else. Because uh, I don't want a bunch of kill switch haters no. coming at me. Uh, I love the kill switch stuff, absolutely. Um, uh, but I don't know. I guess I, you're like a fine wine. You're 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 getting better with age, as they say. Um, um,
1: I don't know. It's like a, for <laughs> me, that's like I don't know. It's just uncomfortable hearing. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it,
0: but at the same time. Well, what uh. you, you know, what I'm getting to do, Howard, I'm getting to say to you things that so many of your fans don't always get a chance to say. That's all this is. Um, I this feel is like the, that's a lie.
1: but Okay, this is not a this is not
0: hyperbole. Um, I'm like people who listen to my my show. Um, I did significant vocal training, you know, and I've done a little bit of touring myself, and so I, I kind of put um, the vocals under a microscope in ways that um, other listeners don't. So I and I, so I don't blow sunshine up at anybody's butt. Um, you know if, it, if i if i didn't believe that stuff i would just talk about something else so um anyway so let's talk about the forthcoming album um you will be the death of me it drops on is it june 25th june 25th yeah so um tell us well let's start with um uh, i've i've read some things online that the in the sort of creation of this particular record there were Number of different kind of trials, whether it's personal injuries or whatever, um, but I didn't get very deep into that. I wondered if you could just tell us a little bit about the journey to get to this record.
1: Yeah, um, it just uh, with Ryan Francesco and I with light the torch and everything we had been through with the band before and this and and then uh, Francesco and his wife had gotten a pretty bad car accident and and. I was going through a whole bunch of personal stuff too. So it was just, it, it was just a perfect storm. Um, and I didn't realize how much it would come out in what we wrote. And also a lot of that has to do with, uh, with the music that Francesco's writing and then just how he was able to frame everything uh, together once we really started getting the demos together. But yeah, because of everything that happened, it, from the first song, it's like, this is going to, this album is going to have a darker feel. It's going to have, there's, um, there's almost anxiety in this album. (laughs) There's, you can hear a lot of frustration and things like that. But it's, um, a lot of it came from real places. You know, and I think everybody, use the stuff that they've gone through when they write and everything was just we were struggling it it was hard and watching like you know I went through all my own stuff but just watching Fran too just uh, seeing physically what it was doing to him and just it was hard to watch and yet he was still writing and still doing every bit of the artwork and I, I still don't know how he got through it he's doing way better now it's great but yeah it was just a lot of dark moments so this album came from some dark moments
0: yeah well so let's talk then is um the, about the first track that was released um wilting in the light um you know it's a very provocative title tell us what tell us some of the i guess uh emotional underpinning for the lyrics in that particular track? Uh,
1: it's, um, it's kind of just, it's like, how do you convey just an endless cycle of frustration? And, and there it was, but a lot of it had to do with just like the music, you know, you hear it and, and you just get a feel. Yeah. You know? And I'd never know where the exact song is gonna go I generally don't have a specific topic when I'm writing or just like, yeah, this song I'm going to write about this. It generally doesn't work that way. I I don't know what's going to happen. Even though I write every day, I just to keep myself in that frame of mind, yeah. you know, I, it, because it, it's kind of, sometimes it's a little hard to make that transition when you haven't written and then you're just looking that uh paper and, and i'm like I don't know what to do but I feel like if, if I continue writing even a little bit every day it's um it's easier to jump into it. Yeah. So yeah it's just kind of jumped into it. You know and and I think that may have been one of the first songs too um um uh, or at least in the first batch but yeah it um it also help set the tone it's like yeah this is gonna be uh it's gonna be a dark one
0: what yeah what you're saying makes sense to me uh, the a lot of so i know that like with rush they they would write lyrics first sometimes and then sort of work the music back in most musicians i know do it the other way the vocalist will kind of write to music um so the music ends up being able to evince an emotional response. Um, so you know, if you were responding to some of the music that your bandmates were writing, and that was coming from a place mm-hmm. of their own personal, you know, pain or or you know, working through things, I can imagine you resonating with that. Um, do you? Uh, this is kind of an in the weeds question, but when you write, do you do you sort of uh, get the melodies and and um, your phrasing down, and then figure out how the lyrics are going to work back to that, or do you or do you do the lyrics? Write those and then kind of figure the phrasing out against the music that way.
1: That's what just kind of depends on Which depends song? on the song. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes um, you'll hear the demo and then it's just there. You know, just lyrics and melody—they come easy. There's there's songs I've written in 15 minutes and there's songs that have taken me months.
0: And yeah,
1: yeah. Still think they're terrible. So <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I don't know a lot of I said there are some songs I've had lyrics written and they just kind of transpose. That but works. a lot of the times it's just listening, listening and then uh, um, like a phrase will come or or just a certain melody and then I'll just build off of that. Yeah. Um, and, but it's weird. I, it's like I don't use a, like a vocal recorder or anything like that, which is once again one of the dumb things. But for some reason, if I think of a melody, and, and I start writing lyrics to it, I'll remember. I I shouldn't trust that like I do, but because there's times where you'll write a song and then you're in the studio six months later, and but for some reason, I'll remember what I what I wrote in my head for melodies, and they just so I don't know where that stuff comes yeah. from. It's just
0: it's a air. It's a, it's not a fair question in a lot of ways because you're kind of, I'm, I'm trying. I love process. You know, I, I love to hear about how mm-hmm. artists create what they create, <clears throat> and it always usually, um, evidence is the same thing. And, and that is that creative people have different ways they do things. Um, so it's not that you, you understand it so you can replicate it because creators are different. Yeah. But because we, you know, well I should speak for myself, but I know there's a lot of people like me because we love what you create so much. There's just interest in how you get it done so that's why i why i asked that particular question yeah.
1: it's a weird thing i, I can't explain it this sometimes and sometimes it comes quick uh but yeah a lot of times it will just be like one phrase in a course or one phrase in a verse it won't be a whole thing it'll just be like five words or and so sort of, uh, let's say or let's say it's not five words but, but you will be the death of me and it's like, huh? That's going to work in there. I yeah, I yeah. don't know why, but it is. And it did. So I.
0: Well, fans I, are. I,
1: I can't explain that stuff. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> but it's what what I they got call that it. phrase and then just wrapped the whole song around it. So it's that's how it worked.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, what they call sometimes ineffable. It's like it's not you can't articulate it, but you know that. Uh, you yeah. can kind of trust the process because um, it's going to lead you somewhere. And the, and the, you know you've kind of done it well because the consequence is um, this music that fans fans love. I, I wanted to um, do one call out. when uh, I, I neglected to mention when I was talking about your clean approach. You did this last December um, a cover of Simple Man by Leonard Skinner that is amazing. Uh, all, oh, thank you. All you Howard Jones fans, or even if you're not, like listen to any of this stuff and you're just hearing about metal music or, or light the torch now, um, go check that, that video out. Um, Howard kills it. Um, that's a favorite song of mine. And so when I was kind of tooling around looking for Howard Jones stuff, um, I, I came across that and, uh, wow, such a, such a good example of your use of voice, um, in in a way that's different from how a lot of people I think have come to know you. Um, so so that's a good one. I'll I'll stick a link to that in our um, in our show notes so that people can go find that. Yeah,
1: I uh, I got to shout out my buddy Alex who, um, who basically does that the uh, episodal podcast and he asked me to asked me to do it because I I did some vocal work on there as I do some voiceover stuff. So I I did a little bit of that there and he was like, hey, can you? Sing a little bit of a uh, simple man. Just you know, we're gonna fit it into uh, into the storyline. Oh wow! Like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, sure. And he sent me the music, and I was like, "What do you want me to do with it?" He's like, "Just do what you do." <laughs> so I'm like, "I don't know what that means," but I'm just gonna start <laughs> singing some stuff. And so I just kind of uh, went for it, and came and, out well. Uh, you know, just kind of kind of work to work some ideas out in my head, just kind of where I wanted to go with it. And
0: yeah, it worked out. Yeah. It's uh, it's really well done. It, you know, we want people to go get the light, the torch record, but if they just want another side of, of what you can do, I think that's a good example. Uh, I'm glad to, I'm kind yeah, of, it's kind of fun I to hear where it, it came from. Um, yeah.
1: I, it was, it was fun to do. And I, I, um, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know it would be received the way it was, but um, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> just one of these weird opportunities that occasionally come across my path. And it's just like, it's something that interests me. And if I have the time to do it, I do it. And that's been the lucky thing is getting to do the band I do with guys who I consider family, you know, just, I respect and love those guys. And, and so like getting to hang out with them and get to know them in, in a way that I never expected, then also getting to do all the stuff I, get to do on the side it's just it's really cool i've had some cool opportunities that i never saw coming so yeah just getting to do voiceover work and then sing a sing a song that i i never thought anyone would care to hear me saying it's like
0: been some cool opportunities yeah well it, 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 one of the funny things that happened is when i was um just kind of looking around what youtube shows when you look for howard jones um you've got you've got reaction videos. You have seen these people reacting to things. Um you've got more views on some of your reaction videos than artists have on their entire music. Um oh, uh, no. because because pe- no. uh, this this whole reaction <laughs> craze is is in this very meta to me um that people are popular for reacting to other people's stuff. But there's but it's a thing. It's a big thing. And there's a significant number of people who like to watch uh, you know, your, your music and it's all of it. It's kill switch too. And just have these reactions to it. Um, so, you know, you've got this sub fandom going out there. That's really interesting.
1: That's <laughs> interesting because I, I don't even watch my own stuff. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't watch videos that I like, Hey, hard. what do you think of that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm out. Yeah. I don't watch it. It's just, I don't need to look at me. It's yeah, like, yeah. I, even this is too much. I, I, <laughs> I never, just,
0: well, I'm glad. You,
1: I, I just. I'm glad I, you agree. I just want to work and go outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I seriously am the worst when it comes to that. Like, uh, yeah, check out the video. Make sure there's nothing. Like, yeah, just tell me if I look completely stupid, and if not. I'm signing off because I, I don't I don't watch it. it. Yeah, makes me uncomfortable. So I appreciate that there's reaction videos, but <laughs> yeah, I I'm not watching it. It's just uncomfortable hearing and seeing myself. Not my thing. Yeah, not my thing.
0: Well, um, we're we're getting close on time. I just have a couple of things. One, I want to tell you this kind of humorous story. Um, I got a a, a buddy who's a little bit older than I am um, music guy too. And when I told him, yeah, I'm going to have Howard Jones on the show. He was so excited. He, he, he thought Howard Jones was the pop star from the new wave era. Have you heard this?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know I, who
0: he is. Oh, do you do? You, do you know him or just know of him?
1: Oh, I, I know, I know some of the songs and I own one of his t-shirts.
0: Yeah. I was a big fan to be, uh, to be forthcoming about it. Um, Uh, But yeah, he. Oh yeah, things can only get better. That is a classic. That that album had so many hits. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, that new wave. He was like a uh, a forerunner in that whole sort of musical movement. Um, but yeah, I said no. He's still he's still
1: out touring a lot.
0: Yeah, he's he built a lot of fans. I remember going to one of his concerts, and it was it was one of those big outdoor things on the side of a mountain, and there was you couldn't get a spot. Um, that's awesome. But I told my friend, I said, "Um, no, it's not that Howard Jones. Um. But go check this one out. It's very different, but very good. Uh, and he did. In fact, the the video I sent him was the Simple Man one. I said, here's a good intro. Um, and, he, and he loved your voice. And then he, he started digging in. So I, I got you one more fan uh, as a I result of it. just your name from Howard Jones. Um,
1: <laughs> And I apologize to the other Howard Jones for stealing a little thunder.
0: <laughs> I think you guys can exist in the same universe, uh, musical universe. <laughs> yeah. hey a quick question um what are uh do you guys have any formal plans for uh light the torch tour or is it too early with all the covid stuff
1: i know um i think they're trying to figure some stuff out for us um hopefully we'll have something locked in place yeah if, if everything's opening up here in the states yeah let's uh jump in on that
0: yeah it seems to be there's a lot of festivals that are have announced lineups uh, yeah. Obviously, something could change, but um, I think it's really, all really positive. I think um, so. We'll hope that you get out on tour, and um, I, if you do, you tell whoever doing the tour routing to make sure they send you through Seattle because that's where I am. Uh, we need to have right you. On. We need uh, to have you guys up uh, here.
1: I love it up there, and uh,
0: I'm yeah, sure you've just, been here plenty of there's times. A lot, there's
1: a, Oh yeah, but it, that's the thing. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of woods up there. I like
0: that. Yeah, there certainly is. Yeah, there's and there's good fishing. Um, there's there's good river fishing for that salmon.
1: Uh, oh yeah, that it, and you know just uh, Washington, Oregon. There's a uh, there's a few sturgeon floating around
0: there. That's and, right. Uh, that's right. I, I need to get my hands on that. <laughs> um, well, yeah. If you if you get a sturgeon, man, isn't don't you even have to get special license for those? Or I can't remember.
1: Yeah, you. It's not that you can keep them, or you, you know, they, you know oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure catch and release or you, something. You, yeah, you got to release them, but yeah, it's just you know, I want uh, I want to catch a hundred pound sturgeon.
0: Yeah, it's, awesome. it's it's like one of the few, if I remember my biology, one of the few like prehistoric fish that's still around. Um, oh yeah,
1: they're just dinosaurs.
0: So, um, last question is, uh, what other what other creative or maybe not even just creative, but what are the mountains might you want to climb in your future when time permits could be a different kind of music, or it could be a different creative endeavor, like painting or writing, or it could be just something entirely different. Is there something you know you want to do when your time allows you to? Well, um,
1: thing is, yeah, it's like if I'm, if I'm outdoors, I'm pretty happy. If I'm, uh, if I'm not that I'm, probably obsessed with working or something. So for me, like I'm I'm just enjoying like all the different stuff when I'm not focused on like the tour. So if something comes across like that that just seems interesting, yeah, I'll go for it. I'm I, I I may have to uh I may join SAG, you know, just to start doing a little bit of bit stuff. Yeah. you know, just bit acting work or you know just to, it depends on the time and stuff like that, but also um, voiceover over something I, I've really been starting to dip my toe into. So that's just fun.
0: Yeah. Well, your, um, your voice is so well-suited to that because it's got that, you know, not that that's not the, uh, the, the only kind of voice, but um, having that sort of dip, uh, deep, rich voice, I would think there's a lot of good roles for a voice like that. Um,
1: yeah, that's why I've been, I, I've been pretty fortunate to get, uh, different work with, uh, you know, just doing some voiceover stuff and even like corporate gigs where, you know, you're, you know, I'm reading, uh, whatever, you know, stock stuff for different, you know, fortune 500 companies. So, you know, you're having a stock meeting and it's me <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about, stuff. so, so, it, it's interesting um i just like it you know and i you know, i've been thinking about delving into like voicing the audiobooks and things yeah. like that so oh well, yeah yeah we'll see where uh we'll see where things land
0: yeah um you should definitely do that uh part of my life that i i don't talk about a lot and i'm in this music focus show is my writing i'm a fiction writer and um a lot of friends in that world. And the whole audiobook thing, audiobooks represent a significant amount of all book sales. So there's a huge yeah. need for good narrators. So, yeah, yeah I, was, man.
1: I was buying audiobooks on cassette. Oh. <laughs> <back> in, <laughs> really? That's a, yeah. You're, I, you're I, a committed. I was known for that. During Blood Has Been Shed, you could ask those guys, I was listening to books more than I listened to music
0: wow like, yeah yeah it's just related.
1: yeah because i'm around i have that obsessive quality so when i'm in music i'm in it and i'm it's like i i want to write i'm so when i need a break from it there's like certain things i love and so books i love books i love so once i discovered audiobooks well it was all over I mean, and when i used to make the trip from the east coast back home to ohio I i used to drive it all the time and so I'd have a map. I was like, oh, okay, I could get through an abridged uh, a bridge book and a half because it'd be like, it's like a six hour book. Yeah. You know, so that's an abridged book. Then uh, let's do a little music and then let's do another half and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. home. So I uh, had a nice system in place. But yeah, I I went through hundreds of audiobooks like that.
0: Uh, um, have you voiced any audiobooks yet? No, not yet. Just. Um, okay. W- working on it yeah Uh, there's um and this is not new news but over the past many years particularly with the advent of things like amazon and the ability to self-publish to their to their commerce platform there's a huge huge market for um for voice actors because there's so many independent authors um who need who want to have an audiobook so like you're a busy guy in all kinds of musical ways but if or, or when you decide to do that, I, I have no doubt your agent can get you connected. Um, it's really easy to find these communities online of independent authors. They're always looking for for good um, audiobook narrators and
1: you'd be good at it. Yeah, reading, reading script and you know, it's... Uh, it, I don't mind it. <laughs> it. can It can be a little you know, it's, it's a little time consuming and, yeah. you know, if you're not into the story or what's being read, it can be a little mundane, but yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a halfway decent story. I'm into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Just it's something that I've slowly been starting to work on and starting to touch a few, uh, you know, starting to touch a few people and find out what I need to do. It's like, Oh, okay. So i Need to make that sort of real, huh? All right, uh, yeah. Figuring out a few things.
0: Yeah, I think those doors are o- will open for you when, when uh, you know, you're not writing the next light, for like the torch record. Uh, yeah, doing but a I've tour.
1: Been, <laughs> that's that's something I wanted to do before music. I didn't know. That. I wanted to. I wanted to voice cartoons and video games.
0: That's oh, is that right? Wow. What I always, oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, and once uh, yeah, and once I. Uh, once I put in about 150 hours on uh, Elder Scrolls, I'm like, <laughs> I want to do voices in this game so bad.
0: <laughs> oh man, you got you could do all kinds of roles, but like the the easy, the low hanging fruit roles for you would be those like really really um, menacing villains because you could just you could just give that like some real teeth. It would be awesome.
1: Oh, would be that'd be fun. I, I that's something I've been interested in for a while. It's just music can be a little time consuming, but yeah. um, having the break I've had, it, it's been it, that's why I've been able to like kind of touch on a few things. I really did stay pretty busy
0: this yeah yeah
1: during this pandemic.
0: Well, um, I have no doubt that you'll have success there, um, and hopefully, like some folks, that, since this is on Twitch, maybe some of the, the audience um, are you know, in the gaming community, they'll hear this and they'll put that as a note in the back of their head for the next time they're casting the voices in their game. Um, but having... Yeah, sure, yeah,
1: I'm I'm by, I'm by studios all the time. It's kind of, <laughs> it's like pretty much wherever I stay, it's I stay there because there's a studio close
0: to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that we're all glad of that. Um, so Howard, I, I don't want to take any more of your time, but I'm grateful that you... Uh, let me get through my technical issues and came back to me this week. It was a pleasure to get to talk to you. Oh, no worries, man. I appreciate it. All right. So, uh, I'm going to play the outro, uh, you hang tight and we'll say goodbye after, uh, people get to see this next bit. Okay. <laughs>